This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by HVAC Trustbooks. Go to HVACTrustbooks.com to discover how this tool can help you close more sales. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. These next three podcasts talk about stupid things contractors do. Now, I'm not suggesting that any of you are doing these things. I'm just trying to help you avoid doing these stupid things that I have seen other contractors do. Today, we're going to talk about some general things, two in particular. And next episode, we'll talk about some of the things that are dumb to do in slower times of the year for the last two podcasts. So let's get started. The first thing I call this one is getting hit between the eyes with a two by four. So one of the things that I always do with the contractors I work with is we create a budget and we we live by the budget. And the budget is not something that is a penalty to you. And it's not something that's necessarily bad, but it gives us a roadmap. It gives us a guidepost. It gives us the things that we have to do to make sure that there's cash flow in the business to be able to cover all of our expenses. Because remember, you know, the, the budget is a P&L budget, but then there's usually, you know, cash that's generated from the P&L, assuming we have profitable work. And <clears throat> so with one with a lot of the contractors I work with, we start with the budget and then we break it down by weekly revenue so that we know how much has to be sold based on the budget for each, you know, the service department, the ma- the maintenance department, the replacement department, new construction, if you've got electrical, pool and spa, whatever, all the different departments. So you know how much has to be sold per day, you know how much has to be sold per week, and you know how much has to be sold per month. All right. So doing this with one of my clients and through August, everything's going pretty good. They're making budget. They're they're making their revenue budget and they've got the cash flow in the door as a result of it to be able to take care of all of, you know, payroll, bills, you know, all the things that we need to keep and to stay in business. So <clears throat> about the end of August, um, beginning part of September, we started missing budget. Now, if you miss budget one week, I'm not going to have a cow simply because stuff happens. Stuff may not be coming in the door. Some of the larger projects that you are about to start may not start for a week or sometimes even a month later. However, you you got to watch it. So, you know, I'm watching this and I'm watching August go by and I'm watching September go by and we're making budget maybe one out of four weeks. And then by the time we hit October and November and December, we are not hitting budget at all. All right. So I'm screaming every week saying, hey, guys, you know, what do we need to do to so that we can turn this around and make budget? And the bookkeeper is sending it out every week and everybody's looking at it except the owner who's totally oblivious to what's going on for the most part. And so by the time we hit September, when you don't make budget for three or four months, guess what happens to cash? It goes away because you still have all the overhead expenses and you, you know, you may not have some of the direct expenses for, for materials and stuff like that. You still have the labor and you still have the overhead. And so in the week before Christmas, I got an email that basically said, I'm out of cash. How did this happen? And 
I started laughing. Unfortunately, it's not really funny. But I emailed them back and I actually called them and I said, have you been watching what we've been talking about in the past three months? Eh, not really. Well, <clears throat> it was he had to get hit between the eyes with a two by four so that he'd start paying attention to what was going on with respect to budget. And he, he read it, and, and I talked about it in Contractor Sense, which is the written version of this. And he, and he sent me an email back, lots of laughs, learned my lesson, won't do it again. But, you know, it took getting hit between the eyes with a two-by-four so that he really understood, not that he didn't understand it before, but that he internalized the absolute critical nature of looking at where you are every week, you know, and the very least every single month. And the bookkeeper had done the numbers. I've been looking at the numbers, and we've been trying to get his attention. You know, finally, he got hit between the eyes with a two-by-four. All right. <clears throat> so what happened? Well, he was lucky enough. Um, lucky enough is probably not the right word. But anyway, there is ways that he got money for the company to keep it going and keep it alive so that he didn't have to worry about the company, you know, just not being able to pay payroll. And now there's a real focus on, okay, every single week we have to make budget. And every week we make sure that we make budget or if we don't make budget for a week, is it because a big job didn't start or something along those lines? So we have reasons that we don't make budget for the week. And we're starting 2021 with, you know, the numbers and everything along those lines. And as a result, you know, hopefully I won't have to be screaming again. The bookkeeper won't have to be screaming again because he's not going to get hit between the eyes with a two by four. It actually does hurt, even if it was figurative rather than somebody literally walking into his office, taking a two by four and hitting him between the eyes. All right. <clears throat> so the moral of the story, if you want to look at a moral of the story and not to do something stupid, is the fact that you have to pay attention. You know, you have to figure out every year, all right, where do we want to go? All right. You need a budget to guide you. And I look at a budget not necessarily as something that is bad or good. It's it's there as a guidepost. I mean, if you're doing so many things ahead of budget and you're way ahead of a budget on a revenue perspective, well, what are you doing right? What can we continue to do to make sure that, you know, it continues and you're way ahead of budget? And if you're way behind budget and expenses, you know, why? What happened? Can we continue it? Um, the craziest budget story I have ever experienced is I started working with a contractor in January, February, I don't remember now, and we created their yearly budget. And by June, they had made the entire year's revenue and profit. And the owner said, no, wait a minute, I can coast the rest of the year. I went, no, you can't. And so what did we do? We revised the budget and we upped it. And for the rest of the final six months of the year, and you know that they made the year's budget by the end of November. It was the only time in my entire career of 35 years or so that Murphy totally went to sleep and everything went perfectly. I've never seen it happen again. However, since it did happen, I know that it can. So make sure that you have a budget. Make sure that you figure out, you know, break that budget into weekly numbers for all of your activities that you do. And then manage by it. Are we making it or not? The last thing you want to have happen is, you know, not pay attention for three months or four months and get hit between the eyes because you ran out of cash. Not exactly a good thing to happen. Okay, that is stupid thing number one. And when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about the next thing that I don't want you ever to have happen to you. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. We will be right back. 
Do you ever have warranty leak issues? One of Ruth King's clients did about four years ago. Thousands of dollars in expense and unhappy customers. She solved this problem for him though. How? With a leak letter that every customer must sign when the service technician discovers a refrigerant leak. Once they implemented the letter, there were no more warranty leak headaches. No warranty leak callbacks. Happier customers. The surprising result was more replacement sales too. To get a copy of the leak letter for free, just send Ruth an email at ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. That's ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. You can't. That's what my daughter Kate told me when I said I wanted to make financials fun. The gauntlet was laid down. The red blanket was waved in front of the bowl. Ronin the Rubber Duck was born. This ebook is a whimsical look at financials from a duck's perspective. To get this fun, easy to read Kindle book, go to Amazon and search for Ronan the Rubber Duck Dives into Financials. That's R O N A N, the Rubber Duck Dives into Financials. Let me know if I made financials fun for you. Welcome back to Contractor Sense. I now know that you're going to pay attention to your weekly sales and your budget because you don't want to get hit between the eyes with a two by four. This next one is another time where a contractor really and truly did not want to pay attention. And let me set the stage and set the scene for you. This contractor that I worked with was really good at knowing his numbers. Um, He was actually trained in accounting before he took over his father's business. So he knew what a P&L was. He knew what a balance sheet was. He knew what costs were. And, you know, we knew by looking, we knew his financials inside out, backwards and forwards and upside down. We knew what the costs were supposed to be. All right. So with that background, let me tell you the story. Uh, So we get, I got the financials every month like I normally do. And the inventory material, or the material expense was a little high for that particular month, higher than it normally was. And I mean, it wasn't, you know, hugely significant, but it was up a little bit. And generally, if in one particular month, either material expense is a little higher or overhead costs are a little higher or whatever else it is, I don't worry about it if it's one month, because a lot of stuff happens at the end of the month. And maybe, you know, what happened in one month will reverse itself by the second month. So I generally don't worry about it, but I generally watch it. And we do watch it. So the second month comes by and sure enough, material expenses are higher than they're supposed to be again for the second month. And now it's starting to get a little concerning. So we went back through everything. We made sure all the P&Ls were there. We made, you know, we made sure all the costs were there. And yep, they were there higher than they should have been. And it's like, okay, we know the numbers. We know what they should be. There's more material being used than there should be. And it's not on any of our jobs. So somebody has to be stealing from you. The owner's response, no, they can't. I have cameras in my warehouse. All right. Fine. Month three, guess what happens? The exact same thing. So I send an email back. Someone's stealing from you. No, they're not. I have cameras in my warehouse. Okay. Well, this went on for another month or two, and I finally get this email from the owner going, you were right. He goes, I really hate writing this email, but you were right. The only place in the warehouse he did not have cameras was by the back door. True story. The only place in the warehouse he did not have cameras was by the back door. So when he discovered this, he put a camera in the back door and didn't say anything to anybody. 
what they found out what, by watching was that they'd take blind sets, put them by the back door where there was no cameras, and late at night, they were coming back in and taking the line sets and the copper out. And they had actually cut a hole in the chain link fence in the back, too, to get it out so that they didn't necessarily see, you know, people coming in in a truck. Um, anyway, they caught the guys. They put them in jail, which they should have been in jail. So uh, we figured about a quarter of a million dollars in copper went out the door in that six-month period of time, which is a lot of money to evaporate out of your business. Did he ever get it back? No. So if, some, if your numbers are telling you that somebody is stealing, then please, 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 as much as you don't want to believe it, it probably is happening. And it's sickening because these are people you trusted. These are your employees. And the first reaction that comes is like, how could they do this to me? And it's a very, very, very typical reaction to this. So uh, just be, you know, be aware of it. And if somebody's stealing, guess what? Throw their butt in jail because that's what where they belong. Now, I'm going to tell you another story which actually happened, but they caught it almost instantly. And this is where I would like you to watch out. Um, most of you take payments in the field now, and you have those swiper things that go on your tablets, and they can pay for... I'm talking residentially here. They can pay for their services by credit card just by swiping something in the field. And most of you do this. Okay. So one service technician bought a square, you know, the square devices in the company name and his bank account. All right. So one of the things I usually have contract, I suggest and beg sometimes contractors to do is a weekly cash flow report, i.e. kind of like the first story. And so the uh, owner was reviewing the weekly cash flow report, which has a list of payables and receivables behind it. And he saw some you know, COD customers on the receivables list. And he goes, this doesn't sound right. So he called a couple of them and they said, oh, no, we paid. We paid by credit card. He said, would you mind sending me the receipt? They said, oh, of course not. You know, and so he got in all the, these receipts. And sure enough, they had paid, but they did not pay the company's uh, credit card account. They paid this employee's credit card account because it was all with one service technician, obviously. And so they started tracking it. And within three weeks, they proved it. They had arrested him. He had he was charged with seven counts of federal charges, you know, racketeering. I mean, they threw the book at him and they estimated he got four thousand dollars max because they caught it right away. And this is a situation where the guy was being, you know, obviously it was premeditated because he went and got the square. He got it in the company's name. He put his bank account information on it and he was literally stealing from the company. Um, but because of the wire and the banking and stuff, it became a federal case. So over $4,000 is Texan jail. But the, what I, why I'm telling you the story is, number one, make sure you watch your credit card deposits. But number two, the fact that this owner actually reviewed the weekly cash flow reports every week and he reviewed the receivables report that was behind it, he was in a situation where he could call the customers almost immediately and see what the story was, and he did. He took the time and effort to do it, and by doing that, within two or three weeks, they they found the culprit and put him in jail. So 
Hopefully you're watching because you can spot minor issues. I wouldn't consider this a minor issue, but before it became and blew up into hundreds of thousands of dollars, they got them. All right. So please, 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 I know you're not going to do these stupid things because you've heard the stories. Spend the time, spend the effort, and it takes no more than 15 minutes a week, maybe 10, to review your weekly budgets to figure out where you are and to make sure that you're making your revenue budgets. Review your financial statements every month and review your weekly cash flow reports every week. So it will help you spot minor issues before they become major crises and not do dumb stuff. So thank you for joining us. Choose one thing you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.